Welcome to Eric's Man Cave. And we're back in the Man Cave. Hey, everybody. i uh, got a very special guest here today, Don Adamski. How are you, my friend? Good, Eric. How are you? Hey, man, I'm super glad that you're here today. We're going to talk about guns. And you're a, you're a gun, not only a gun owner, you're a gun dealer. I am a gun dealer in the state of Illinois, yes. Just in the state of Illinois. So that's a state license you have. It is a state license along with the federal license that uh, the state just implemented back in uh, June. Well, you know, we've got to pay the governor for everything. We do. Pretty soon we have to pay him to go to the bathroom, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't laugh. (laughs) Don't give him any ideas. Of course, we couldn't use his because he took all the toilets out of the mansion in Chicago. Well, here's the deal. I want to have a chat with you because... um, I've not been a gun owner my whole life. My dad was not a gun owner. He was in the Marines, so he had a, I think he had a little thirty-eight in his drawer or something like that, but he wasn't like the the hunter or anything like that. And so I grew up with not being around guns. And then I kind of built this house that was at the time kind of out in the middle of nowhere. We were like the second or third house out here. And because of my position being on television and some of the positions that I take, I often get threats of of some kind or another and i had one guy once that was threatening to rape my wife and kill my kid and kill me and all this kind of stuff and so i had to sit down with the sheriff at the time and he said eric uh i just highly suggest you get yourself a gun because to be honest with you we just come to clean up and the guns that we carry they're for us and so that really gave me a just a wake-up call and so i i went into like safety mode. And I started with zero information and got a shotgun. So, and then from there I, I, I got my concealed carry. And so I'm, I'm an advocate of the second amendment, the right of people. Here's what it says. I'm quoting now the right of people. That would be you and me to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. So it's pretty clear that the government says that we can, and every state kind of does their own thing. Illinois is super strict, and uh, we were just chatting before we went on air about Missouri, where it's open carry, and you can put a gun on your side. So I want to talk to somebody today who's thinking, you know, I'm not a big gun advocate, but I do want to use this right that I have. So talk to me as a brand new guy saying, hey, Eric, you should consider getting a gun. What, what what would you say is a couple good reasons? Well, I think uh, definitely like what you said, you have to be protected. And I, sad to say these days and times, the way everything's getting, you just never know what's going to happen. Just what was a, a week ago, a guy opened up fire in a church. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is. It's a shame that you even have to worry about it within the church. Mm-hmm. But these are the days and times that we're in. And I think we got a lot a uh, bigger road ahead of us coming up. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, the first thing I would say to anybody considering a gun is first off is, you know, what do you want it for? If you're looking for personal safety within a house, I would definitely say the best idea there is a shotgun to me, a, uh, shotgun pump shotgun with a uh, buckshot. You don't have to aim. The only thing you're doing middle of the night, only thing you have to do is point. A lot of people, you know, if you're in an apartment complex or you're in a townhouse, if you, what I say, you know, these higher caliber guns, well, just a nine millimeter or 45, you got to worry about that going through the wall. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing you want to do is injure somebody, you know, injure your neighbor even. Right, right. But yeah, for me, for the home protection, the best thing I think is a pump shotgun. All right, let's talk about that for a second. A pump shotgun is, is um, 
really what in the state of Illinois you can only hunt with. So it it would if you're if you ever include if you'd like to hunt, I guess you, that would be a good gun to go with uh, as well. So a shotgun is what I got, and I was totally uninitiated. So um, I I didn't look for something that was like massive. And I didn't look for anything that had like a sawed-off end on it. It was just a straight-up Remington, and it's actually a 20-gauge. It's not a 12-gauge. And for the uninitiated, a 12-gauge is larger, more powerful than a 20-gauge. Yeah, your, so. your shells are going to be the same, so you might as well have a 12. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a 20, and, and so that's that. And and you said the shot that goes in it. Um, yeah, I would do a buckshot because you're only looking at uh, buckshot. You're like eight pellets. So they're a little bit bigger than your bird shot. And there again, of course, they'll go through, probably penetrate a wall, but not necessarily go through a wall and through another wall into somebody else's house. I have a security system in the house as well. And uh, um, I'd often thought that rather than a siren, the sound of a, of a shotgun shell being racked into yes. a chamber is a quite startling sound. I had a friend of mine say that he wanted to make a doormat. When you stepped on the doormat, <laughs> it did that. <laughs> So that's that's a shotgun. Now I've, now I've seen some of these things, you know, where they where they, they drop down out of a mantle. They're in the headboard of your bed, and some guys go really super crazy on that. Um, at the end of the day, you got to be safe, particularly if you have children in the house. What would be your rule of thumb there? Well, yeah, I think uh, definitely safe. You got to go back through all the lines of you know guns always loaded, and definitely with the kids and everything, you've got to be safe. I know. Um, a lot of people, they keep their guns locked up during the day, unlock them at night so it's right next to the bed, lock them back up during the day. Whatever regimen you get into, just make sure that you follow something, you know, along the lines of safety. Right, right. Because you don't want that trigger to get accidentally pulled. No, exactly. Yeah, right. or have somebody that, uh, you know, knows nothing about them, is curious and starts picking it up. So, you don't want that. So a shotgun would be great around the house. That, that would be what you would consider probably the first gun a novice would purchase for home security would be a shotgun for a man yes now okay. like you said a 20 gauge a 20 gauge would be good for like a woman mm -hmm. but yeah yeah a 12 gauge i've got a couple of them with the pistol grip and i got them yeah i got mine throughout the house and right. i i just think that's the best thing yeah it, um people say well <laughs> it's so funny as soon as somebody that's anti-gun hears you talk like that oh you're just a I don't know, you're crazy. You're a, and I think to myself, well, let's see. I have three fire extinguishers in my home. Mm -hmm. I don't ever plan to use them. That's the whole idea. I have idea. one by the furnace. I have one in the back where the where the uh, the dryer is, places where a fire could happen. And I, I have these little fire extinguishers. I don't ever want to use them. I, I make sure that they're charged, that they're, and I take good care of them. I know exactly where they're at. I don't let people play with them. But on the day that I need one, I'm going to really wish I had one. Mm -hmm. And, you and that's kind of the line of <laughs> argument, I guess, I present to somebody that says, why do you need those guns in your house? You don't think you need one until you need one. But it's no different than having all your Weiss dry, dehydrated food. Mm -hmm. You never hope you need that either, but if you need it, you have it. Exactly, exactly. Or For a little, tornado to any type of some weather. Some extra water around the house Exactly. As well. Okay, so let's move into, uh, we're not going to talk about hunting. We're just talking about home security here to begin with. So I know you're a gun dealer. That means you can sell guns um, and 
we'd be more than happy to put your information in the show notes. If anybody lives here in central Illinois, they can contact you, of course. Um, but we're, we're talking to people all over the place. So would you just kind of talk us through how to get a gun? Let's use Illinois to start with because I know that they have a process. You just can't walk into Shields, for example, and walk out that day with a gun. Right, right. We have the uh, three-day waiting period on long guns and handguns now. So, yeah, if you uh, if you find a gun that you want, what you have to do is, uh, well, let's just take a, let's just go with Shields. You walk into Shields, you pick out this gun. You have to uh, fill out your 4473 form. (laughs) They will run that through and get a a verification from Illinois State Police. Kind of like a little quick little background check is what it does. It'll come back uh, approved or not approved, but 90% of them are always approved. But then you still have your three-day waiting period, cooling off period, they call it. So after that three days, then you're able to go back in and pick up your gun and then walk out with it. Same way with me. Well, you know... You deal with a lot of people that know what they're talking about. I mean, if I went into Shields and I'm brand new and I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I want to see this gun. Can I see this gun? The very first thing they ask you there is, let's see your FOID card. Yep. Why don't you explain to the uninitiated in the state of Illinois what a FOID card is? Yeah, and I don't know how long it has been, but it's been a long time that we're the only ones that have to have the firearm owner's identification card. And... All that is, is, and I guess back then they would have done a quick background check also, but it's pretty much delayed quite a bit these days, to be able to have the authorization to be able to even own a gun. So this thing really supersedes the Constitution of the exactly. United States. Exactly, and we're the only ones, but that is supposed to cut down on all the violence that goes on in Illinois, and that's another <laughs> argument there. Right, just ask the people in Chicago. Exactly, and that's what, that's what it's all targeted towards, is for people up there in Chicago. And it doesn't work. Right. And I guess there is constitutional litigation about all of that right now. If anybody else outside of the state of Illinois, they would just walk into their local place. And depending on the state's laws, like we were just talking about Missouri, you can just walk in, buy a gun, and walk out. Right, right. But in the state of Illinois, they don't want you to be able to walk a gun, walk a gun out of a store. They, they, you got to wait 72 hours. It's a three-day cooling off period. Okay. But if I wanted to go to, it was just crazy. If I wanted to drive two hours to Missouri, I could buy a gun today and bring it home. You could if they don't ask for your license or anything. Yeah, you just walk in. If you act like you're a Missouri employee or a Missouri uh, state resident, Mm -hmm. there's not an issue. Not an issue. Okay. All right. So you, so you, uh, buy, in fact, you can't even buy ammo in Illinois without a FOID. Right. Exactly. Without a FOID card. Yeah. All right. So. All right, so we go and we buy that. We three days later bring it home and uh, we put it in a safe place that's readily accessible, um, but yet locked down tight. All right, now I want to talk about uh, handguns and these. I mean, um, I didn't know anything about handguns from single action to double action. It's semi-automatic, fully. I mean, there's a lot of people don't know what they're talking about. Even in the United States Congress, they're talking about fully auto when it's a semi-auto and you know it's just the uninformed uh, can really frustrate you i bet oh yeah yes definitely but you know and there's they're just like cars there's all these different types out there from your revolvers to your semi-automatics mm-hmm. the revolver has the the barrel in it you load it up and uh depending on whether it's single action or double action um you know that one click back with the hammer or you just pull the trigger uh, I personally, for, for my 
for my my very first gun and the gun that I still carry today is uh, a, just a personal safety gun. It's I don't even I don't know what the category would be if if I were to guess it'd be in a in a micro category. It's just the smallest concealed carry that I could find, and it's a Smith and Wesson bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And I got the same thing. It's actually a three eighty as opposed to something larger, and that three eighty is a number that. For the uninitiated, it's like what? Well, you're talking the caliber size, and and so you have nine. Let's kind of talk through that. The smallest in general, we would start with a little twenty-two, correct? Point two two, and that talks to the diameter of of the, the actual bullet. piece of lead, mm-hmm. right? Okay, um, and then we move up a three eighty, a nine millimeter, and then from there a thirty-two, thirty-eight, ten millimeter. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Up to a forty-five. Up to a forty-five, and that's a big, big bullet. Um, of course, the bigger the bullet, generally, the bigger the gun. And I was concerned about size, so I, I went with this three eighty. Some people, some hardcore guys, they kind of poo-poo my three eighty, but I'm not. I'm not looking to. Well, what about your knockdown power? And well, I'm like, I, I, I hope I don't ever have to knock anybody down, but I'm not shooting across the room. Um, this is going to be for personal defense, so. I, I got the same thing. I like it because it's small, it's easy, concealable, and like you said, Lord forbid you ever have to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never, I never wanna, I never wanna pull it out. No, I never wanna, no, no, I have to use it. But you definitely gotta applaud those people with uh, Texas with that shooting. There it took them six seconds. That's phenomenal. Yeah, three people died in six seconds. That's right. how fast it happens. Right. I, I watched the video um, several times. Uh, some of them were blurred. Some of them were not. I was able to see one that wasn't blurred, which I think helped uh, with the reality of what the moment was. Um, kudos to the, I think it was a retired FBI officer who drew, and he shot, I, I, I want to say 50 feet. Is that what you would think? I never did hear what it was. It was a ways. Did you see the video? No, no. Yeah, yeah. It, it was quite a well, ways. that's even more impressive. It really was impressive. I don't know what kind of gun he had, but... But he stopped a whole. Yeah, if that lot hadn't people, happened, what else would have? A whole. You, you really got to have a screw loose to do something like that in Texas, anyways, because that's an open carry state, right? Right. Okay, so uh, I have a three eighty, and then I recently went out with another guy shooting. I think practice is an important thing. Why don't you talk a little bit about? Yeah, I think once you uh, get a gun, it's just not, oh, you carry it around on your hip under your sweater and that's all good. Yeah, definitely practice. And I think, uh, you know, as much range time as you can go, or if you can go to an outdoor range somewhere that you've made or whatever, it's definitely the practice, knowing how to stand, get your stance right, being able to zero in on your target and make every shot just effective and, and have fun at it, but be safe. That's what I found in my concealed carry class because there is no, when you get a FOID card and you go buy a gun, there's no like, oh, now here's how you should hold this. Here's how you should handle this. It's like, there you go. It's like leaving the hospital with a baby. And right. not have- <laughs> well, and I think that's one good thing about concealed carry is I think you should have to have some sort of a class. There's, I can't argue that. No. I, a I little think- bit of a class. There's nothing wrong with that. At least go over the safety of everything. Get your shooting in just to make sure. And then, yeah, there shouldn't be any problem carrying it mm-hmm. legally. Yeah, and most of your ranges, uh, I mean, I appreciate the range, particularly in cold weather, but, you know, I'm not a, a, a great big fan of, you know, spending $20 of ammo and right. $20 to stand a in a little yep. cubicle. I'd rather go out in somebody's property somewhere. Take your time. Yep. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. 
Okay, so what would you suggest as a as a a good beginner pistol for someone? Well, and I think it goes back to whether or not it's a uh, male or a female. Also, I think for a woman, you would definitely want to go with just a twenty two to just get used to it. From the sound to the recoil to everything there, that's good for a female if they've never shot. For a uh, for a male though, I wouldn't go. Uh, I would stick with a nine just because of the availability and just because they are so common. Start off with that. The 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 nine millimeter is a, a, a bullet that's available everywhere. I here's here's what I did because my first gun was at three eighty. I decided. I don't want to get a bunch of guns with a bunch of different calibers, so I've got to keep track of. So nearly every one of my handguns is a 380, so I always have that ammo. Right, right, yeah. You know, before it was nothing to buy all these different calibers, but then all of a sudden when we had the shortage on the 22s. What was that all about? <laughs> you know, was that fabricated? Was, was that like the oil? Kinds, cr- I heard like the National Weather Service was buying millions of rounds of 22s. I don't know. I don't there was know. something weird. About it was like that. the oil. It was like the gas shortage back in the seventies. I think it was fabricated. Exactly. By, yeah. By we, somebody. It's one of those things we'll never know. Yeah. Well, I think back at the end of Obama's administration, there was some there was some chatter about all the ammo that the government was buying, and and maybe that. Put, yep. Well, put that's a scare National on Weather it. Service. Something. It's it's weird going back to ammo, and here once again we're laughing, but they had also talked about serializing all this ammo which I think that could still come into play also. What does that mean? Where they're going to serialize, so if you buy a box of ammo, they will know exactly where that box of ammo was bought from. Relate it back to just like it's almost like the fingerprint off the gun as to back to the manufacturer and be able to trace it all the way down. Right, just like a box of cereal that went out of the – I mean, if they recall it, they can tell you, oh, that was made in such and such. Yeah, that's lot number this – Yep. Well, yeah, and what I've also heard is, you know, when some of those politicians start talking about banning this type of gun or that type of gun, and, well, at the end of the day, they don't have to ban the gun. What they can do is they can ban the creation of that ammunition. Oh, yeah, then they've done the same thing. The byproduct is basically going to be the same eventually. Right, exactly. I mean, there's guys that squeeze out their own bullets at home. Do you do that? Do you, like, make your own? I don't, but here again, then you've still got to have your brass casing somehow. That's true. So, but I see, I see like at the range, some guys picking their brass up all oh the yeah. time because, A, it's expensive, and, B, they do make their own so they can take it back home and use it again. Yeah, that's one thing I never have done. But, yeah, I know a lot of people that do that. And it's a good, uh, just a good another. Uh, a little hobby for some people, Exactly, I guess. to know, yep. Yeah, a good thing to know. But, uh, you know, gosh, I just, I don't know that I would feel safe. <laughs> making your Open own gunpowder and squeezing that in and pressing that I'm like i think i'll just go to the store and buy some <laughs> it's like do i want to kill a pig and make bacon or do i just want to go to the store and, and get buy some the bacon, bacon. i yep. just buy the bacon yeah, yeah, yeah six one half a dozen another so uh explain to somebody that's tuning in today um the difference between a semi-automatic and a fully automatic weapon and their legality well, here in uh, back to Illinois, we cannot have full automatic. So a uh, semi-automatic is it's going to fire every time you pull the trigger. A full automatic, you pull the trigger back, and it's just going to keep firing until your mag is empty. A-K-A-R. Right. You just pull it and just keeps going. Exactly. Right, right. I had the opportunity to shoot one of those once at the police fire range because I did a... 
I was a I was on it was a long story, but I was part of the Citizens Review Police Commission, and I had to go through some of the training that the police went through because I was going to be adjudicating uh, some of their um, situations that uh, citizens didn't think were done fairly. So, to get a grasp on their life a little bit, they put us through this training. They took me out to the the police training ground, and they I I can't even I, to be honest with you, I think it was an AR that was fully automatic. Automatic, I guess I don't know. But it was was fully automatic, and I've never experienced anything like that. I pulled that trigger, and it went like that, and the barrel just kind of just climbed, and he goes, you shot 23 times. I'm like, I, I couldn't even imagine. And so um, yeah, phenomenal. people say— I, I haven't experienced that. Uh, it, it's, it, it's quite, it's quite uh, intimidating almost, but I can see that that's not really necessary for Joe Blow to have a— a machine gun, as we would say back in the day. But people that want to outlaw a semi-automatic because they think it's fully automatic is is just a little bit of a nonsense. Right, yep, yep, totally different. Every time you pull it, bang, bang, right. bang, 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 and end of, end of conversation. And they go, well, uh, <laughs> a hunter doesn't need that. And I would say to them, maybe they don't, but the Second Amendment wasn't written for hunters. Right, well, and it's like anything, I just... Don't tell me I can't have it. That's the only thing there. It's, it's my legal. right. I don't it's have to give exactly. you a reason. Right. Just don't take it. Don't tell me I can't. Right. It's like, well, why do you need it? Uh, I don't have to give you a reason why I need it. It right. is my right. Exactly. Yep. And I shouldn't have to give a reason right. to have a right. It's just like voting. You don't give a reason to vote. Yeah, why you are you just do vote? it. Because it's my right. You've earned it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I'm an American citizen. I don't live in Venezuela. No. And yet. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you look at, at uh, historically governments that take away the guns of the people eventually use those guns on oh, the yeah. people. It doesn't turn out well. It doesn't turn out well. Not for the people. No. No. Okay, so um, it's obvious that uh, we are gun advocates, and if you are in the in the mood to exercise this right, you don't have to have a reason for it. However, in the state of Illinois, you do have to get a FOID card. How does one get one of those, Don? Uh, you can apply online to uh, the Illinois State Police, or you can do a uh, paper copy and mail it in. Do you know how much it is? I think well, it's not that much. I don't. It was think, like twenty it? bucks. It's been quite. Well, it's been t- mine's coming up due, which it's been almost ten years, and I thought they were like ten or twenty bucks for the ten years. But then they've also talked about changing the rates on that to um, more for less years. Oh, sure, of course, right? <laughs> Why not? Exactly. All right, so you get your FOID card, and then you uh, go purchase your firearm, and then get some training. If someone want to get some training. What's the best place to get training? Boy, I would uh, I'd put some feelers out and talk to uh, some of your friends and everything and see who who you could go shooting with that uh, that you know has been doing it for a while that you trust. And like I said, it's all about uh, safety and just get out there and uh, go with them and uh, just learn. Contact someone like yourself or a fire right. or, uh, or a fire uh, a shooting range. Yes, or you can get somebody that's teacher. And then here again, the other thing that wouldn't hurt, just even a concealed carry class, you don't have to get the license, but even taking that class is a good class to take, to know all the uh, legal requirements, all the um, the issues there, and just a lot of safety that's taught in that class. 
Well, the, <laughs> safety first. I mean, I remember the very first class I ever took. It was like, listen, don't ever always imagine this gun is loaded and don't ever point it at any thing or anyone that you wouldn't want dead <laughs> and never put your finger on the trigger until you're ready to pull it uh-huh yeah which is kind of funny when i see some of these tv shows and people start wh- whipping guns around i'm thinking they have no idea that's why uh, it's a tv show yeah, it's all tv it's, it's all a movie TV. yeah and so uh i appreciate you coming in and chatting guns with us today don any uh final thoughts where you're concerned no, I, uh, I appreciate you having me. And, uh, yeah, if uh, anybody does check into guns, you can give me a shout. Or, like I said, just be safe with them and, uh, and just enjoy. Enjoy it, whether it's uh, just going out and shooting targets and clays. But at the end of the day, it is your right. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's the Second Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again, Don, for being here today. It's Eric's Man Cave, where we laugh, play, and relax.